This is Unexpected with Hannah Lev. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Why do bad things happen to good people? It's a common sentiment and an often asked question. It is also the Achilles heel of a lot of people who have lost faith. Here's the short answer. Bad things happen to people, period. Good and bad people, regardless of status, success, or background, regardless of religion, and despite it. Sickness doesn't discriminate just like this sinful world doesn't discriminate. The truth of the matter is, we live in a very broken world. What once was a perfect garden, a veritable heaven on earth, was lost to humankind when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Adam effectively handed over his rights to darkness. God gave him the opportunity to steward a perfect world. He was actually given dominion over the works of God's hands. But because of disobedience, there was a great fall. We call it the fall because man fell from this perfect world into a broken one. His dominion was handed over to the one who deceived him in the first place, Satan. Let's go back and review the story. Now, at this point in Genesis, God has already created the heavens and the earth and said that it was good. And then he created man. So we'll pick up here. God took the man and set him down in the Garden of Eden to work the ground and keep it in order. See, this is God telling Adam he has dominion. He has the authority to keep the earth in order. God commanded the man, you can eat from any tree in the garden, except from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from it. The moment you eat from that tree, you're dead. God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals. He didn't find a suitable companion. God put the man into a deep sleep. As he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. God then used the rib that he had taken from the man and made woman and presented her to the man. The man said, Finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, name her woman for she was made from man. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. They become one flesh. The two of them, the man and his wife, were naked, but they felt no shame. That was Genesis 2, 15 through 25. So now let's skip over to Genesis 3. The serpent was clever, more clever than any wild animal God had made. He spoke to the woman. Do I understand that God told you not to eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, not at all. We can eat from the tree in the garden. It's only about the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, don't eat from it. Don't even touch it or you'll die. The serpent told the woman, You won't die. God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. You'll be just like God, knowing everything, ranging all the way from good to evil. 
When the woman saw that the tree looked like good eating and realized what she would get out of it, she would know everything. She took and ate the fruit and then gave some to her husband, and he ate. Immediately, the two of them did see what's really going on. They saw themselves naked. They sewed fig leaves together as a makeshift clothing for them. When they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and his wife hid in the trees of the garden, hid from God. God called to the man, Where are you? He said, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid. God said, Who told you you were naked? Did you eat from that tree I told you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you gave me as a companion, she gave me fruit from the tree, and yes, I ate it. God said to the woman, What is this you've done? The serpent seduced me, she said, and I ate. God told the serpent, Because you've done this, you're cursed, cursed beyond all cattle and wild animals, cursed to slink on your belly and eat dirt all your life. I am declaring war between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He'll wound your head, and you'll wound his heel. He told the woman, I'll multiply your pains in childbirth. You'll give birth to your babies in pain. You'll want to please your husband, but he'll lord it over you. He told the man, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from, don't eat from this tree. The very ground is cursed because of you. Getting food from the ground will be as painful as having babies is for your wife. You'll be working in pain all your life long. The ground will sprout thorns and weeds. You'll get your food the hard way, planting and tilling and harvesting, sweating in the fields from dawn to dusk, until you return to the ground yourself, dead and buried. You started out as dirt. You'll end up dirt. The man, known as Adam, named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. God made leather clothing for Adam and his wife and dressed them. God said, The man has become like one of us, capable of knowing anything ranging from good to evil. What if he now should reach out and take fruit from the tree of life and eat and live forever? Never. This cannot happen. So God expelled them from the Garden of Eden and sent them out to work the ground, the same dirt out of which they had been made. He threw them out of the garden and stationed angel cherubim and a revolving sword of fire east of it, guarding the path to the tree of life. That was Genesis 3, 1 through 24. So see, in layman's terms, what has happened here is Adam has forfeited his right to dominion over this perfect world that God created, created it really for him. And when he forfeited that over, he gave his rights to the serpent. There are so many takeaways here, but the thing that I wanted to point out now is this. God gave Adam and Eve free will. He didn't force them to do anything. He set them into a perfect place, and he gave them boundaries to either keep or break. See, God wants his children to come to him because they choose to, because they choose him and love Him and seek Him. It is not a forced relationship. He actually chose us before the foundations of the world. Now it is for us to choose Him back every day, over and over, by the choices we make. The world is going to hit us with brokenness. 
What we choose to do about it and how we choose to respond is what really matters. Can I give you an example? I heard about this study that was done years and years ago on a set of identical twins. They were brought up in the same abusive home, and one man turned out quite successful. The other was sent to prison and had a really long rap sheet. When asked how did they end up where they were, surprisingly, they each gave the same reason, their upbringing. The only thing that was different was the perspective they had. One twin wanted to improve himself and his life, to change and succeed, to make good choices. The other had the perspective that life dealt him a bad hand and therefore he was the victim. He would continue to follow the path set before him rather than choosing something different. You see, the circumstances these men were born into, they were broken. There was nothing they could have done about who and where they came from. However, they each had the freedom to choose what path to take. Ultimately, this led to lives on very different trajectories. Here's a more personal way to look at it. God speaks to me through pictures a lot. (laughs) He obviously knows I'm a visual learner and an artist at heart. So it makes sense that this is how he talks to me. Anyway, recently he showed me a picture of this map. Nothing was super distinguished about it other than this. It was one of those dotted line maps. And again, you have to love God's humor because he knows that I'm a mom of three littles and I'm very familiar with the dotted line everything. Dotted line letter tracing, dotted line shape tracing, dotted line picture drawing. And it's the latter that I saw. I knew exactly what this map was. It was God's perfect plan for my life. Don't get me wrong, I didn't see any details of my own life or anything. Just an overview of what God specifically maps out for each of us. We each have our very own life-size dotted line map. This map is according to His good and perfect will. The thing is, we will only see the full picture revealed if we live our lives in alignment with His word following his promptings, and living a life of full surrender. This is where we can get into the murky bit where people start shaking their fist at God. Many have said, and will continue to say, why did God let this happen? Well, maybe it's not God letting something happen, but rather it's you choosing your own way around on your life map. There will always be potholes when you leave the main road. Here's the other hard-to-hear part lest we forget. The world is still very broken. Satan roams about as a lion looking to devour whom he may. He will hit you when and where he can, whenever he can. He wants to steal and kill and destroy any goodness God has promised for you. He wants to steal hope, kill dreams, and destroy futures. But we also know that regardless of the circumstance and regardless of what through us off of our dotted line, whether that be our own choices out of the line of God's will, or if that's an attack of the enemy. God has the power to turn it around. He can turn all things to the good to those who love Him and are called according to His purposes. Do you know what that means? It means if you're doing your best to follow His dotted line map for your life, 
putting his will and his purposes first, he will turn that thing around. Surrender to him will always reap redemption. And if you keep following along that same line, your surrender and your free choice to pursue God will also reap a life of healing, a life of freedom, and a life full of the fruits of the Spirit. I know that this may not be the answer so many are looking for today, but such is the truth. God has a plan for our lives, and we have the freedom to follow Him or not. Not only that, but the enemy is still prowling around looking to attack. The good news today is that Jesus came to redeem us from Satan's dominion. He came to redeem humanity, to restore us back to the Father. So today, our spirits are now free from the sting of death. If we have accepted Jesus as our Messiah, His own spirit has replaced the old man in us. This means that we have the same authority as Christ because of the price He paid. We have authority over the enemy. And one day, when He returns, He will also restore the earth this broken place that we live in right now. The Bible tells us it will be made new. Until then, this is what we can do. We can live our lives one step at a time being led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit leads us unto all truth, and so we should follow. Today, I hope you'll remember this. God is the creator of all. And like a work of art must be imagined before it's created, God knew all about you before He even began forming you in your mother's womb. With careful consideration, He designed you. Not only your physical traits, but the unique touches of humor, creativity, sensitivity, intellect, and passions. He knew it all and He formed you. He also knew and presently knows the story arc of your life. In fact, He has laid out a dotted line map just for you. If only you have the courage to pursue Him and His leading. If only you are able to surrender the missed turns and the wreckage of a sinful world. There is a one-of-a-kind story waiting to be revealed. A picture of life well lived. Your map is a testament to the freedom of choosing God. I love y'all. I hope that this has been an encouragement today. And while storms still arise, we aren't alone in them. And with every misstep, there is grace for hearts turned back to Him. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share this show with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.